All right, welcome to the Good Rookie Show. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly J, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. That's right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's the Good Rookie Show. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. What's going on, y'all? We're your host coming direct live, all the things to you from Toronto, Canada, the six T dot. You know how it is. Um, and y'all, Fahim, I have some grievances. Fahim, I have some grievances, y'all. I don't know where Miss Summer is. <laughs> maybe it's maybe Miss maybe Summer doesn't doesn't have a gender, Mister Miss. I don't know, but <laughs> man, it's been cold, Fahim, and I just have a grievance because it's end of June. Okay, we're really living in Canada, right? We barely get to summer, and I'm wearing a hoodie right now because I'm cold. <laughs> um, so for those in America who are complaining about the heat in Arizona, all the southern states, just think about us in Toronto still not having a summer yet. Summer has not showed up, um, as of yet. Fahim, so I'm hoping she, she, he, them, summer shows up. At least Fahim, by the time this drops, I'm hoping we get some summer. But what's your thoughts on this weather in Toronto, Fahim? Are you shocked? Are you just like, it is what it is? Or <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. We did have a few weeks ago, we had maybe a few days of really hot weather. And we mm -hmm. didn't have an air conditioner. So we purchased our air conditioner <laughs> thinking. And then I guess we got on the last day of the heat wave because it was like for maybe, I don't know, four or five straight That's days. Right. <laughs> and we got the air conditioner and then... Then maybe two days after we got the air conditioner, we had is running. Like, why do we have it on? It's cold in here. And we <laughs> haven't had it on for like the last week and a half. So I don't, but it's early though. It, you know, we'll give it to hopefully by July. And I, I talked about it with my wife uh, just a few days ago. And she said, oh, it's still early. Wait for August. Okay, well. Wait for August? That's a whole, yeah. we have, listen, man, listen, T tell wifey we need it like soon, soon come. Right. All right. It's going to be our long right weekend coming yeah. up, uh, July 1st, Canada Day. And of course, <laughs> uh, the Americans have July 4th, their long weekend. Also, Juneteenth is coming out as well. So the holiday, Juneteenth, big up to all the Americans celebrating that. That's their holiday now. So, um um it's interesting that uh yeah the summer hasn't arrived so i mean it, it, you're right i remember what, we had one heat wave and then she was like deuces you know what i mean <laughs> so anyway but um for him we had some interesting news coming out this week but first we gotta talk about the denver nuggets championship Woo! um i think we both were saying um you know if the heat win kyle lowry if Denver won, Jamal, um, everyone who spoke to me, I thought Denver would win in six, uh, maybe five, just depending on the matchup or time. And Denver cleaned it up in five. Now, that game five for him was pretty nasty. I mean, both teams played awful. You can tell there was tension. There was nerves. And again, playing that setting is tough, right? It's very tough. We saw Raptors as fans. We saw our team have similar type of like, what the hell are they doing? But they won, period. And the champions. So, Fahim, what was your thoughts on Denver winning? Were you shocked? Were you impressed? It's their first championship as well, Fahim. So, we know what, what that feels like. So, you got it, bro. <laughs> so, Denver winning, first of all, sh uh, shout out and uh, big up to Denver Nuggets uh, champions. Like you said, first time. Um, at the start of the year, I didn't see Denver as doing this. I kind of 
pegged Denver and the um, the the Utahs, the you know maybe the Memphises, just the Milwaukee those teams Bucks that before because Bucks were always number one, but they didn't win anything. Yeah, so those regular season teams that just never got it done. So, question for him: This was mm -hmm. Denver's first time as number one. So why would you give them that same Utah Jazz treatment when they were number one for like three, four years straight? Denver was only number one for the first time this season. So they never really mm -hmm. were number one and then flopped in the playoffs. The first time they're number one and actually won it. So I want to know why do you have why did you have them at the Utahs and the other teams like that? I just didn't think they had enough as much as they had, mm -hmm. I guess, at that time, the reigning MVP. Uh, keep in mind, even at the All-Star break, uh, Jokic was one of the last people picked. I remember they showed that one. He was the last person. Was the last. Okay, was the there last. you go. Yeah. So it was like you know the tale of two seasons. Like he obviously had an amazing season. I didn't really think that he was going to be able to carry this over into the playoffs, and mm -hmm. he actually got better. So you know, I was mm -hmm. off with that. Mm -hmm. That's dope. What I like about Jokic is that um, he's a big man that stayed healthy, not like a lot of the big men that we saw that got hurt, came down. I just think that, you know, centers matter. Centers matter. And I think this championship run tells everyone that not having a center uh, can hurt you. And I wow. think not having a true center for the heat hurt them. Um, and I think we're I think this win was I, I tweeted out as well. It's great for basketball for him because we're going back to the fundamentals of roles, what a point guard does, what a center does. Um, I also think like role players mattered. Jeff Green. Uh, Bruce Brown, uh, Christian Brown off the bench, KCP, um, Aaron Gordon. These guys stepped Woo! up. Who would have had Aaron Gordon dropping 27 in the finals? Who would have had Christian Brown dropping, I think, 21? Like, their role players stepped up when they needed it. And I just think, again, role players matter. Centers matter. And just because you don't have, I don't know, a, a, a big brand name on your team doesn't mean you can win a championship. And I think Jokic not being on social media, Jamal Murray from Manson Kitchener, big up Kitchener. I just think that team was just like a, a really good team. And their coach mm -hmm. was amazing. He outcoached a lot of coaches that um, Lakers, like he outcoached everybody. So I just think he made the right adjustments, timely timeouts, man, like well coached, good team chemistry. They've been together for eight years, like eight, nine, like this is a culture that they built. And I think low key, I remember this for him. Do you remember when we had a uh, big up to Fabian on the podcast? I remember I had Denver as a top team in the 2021 series. And y'all were like, what? And I was like, yo, I just like how Denver plays basketball. They play fundamental. They're not fancy, but they get it done. And I think after the bubble year, that's when I noticed that this team is special. And I thought that from the bubble, from Western Conference Finals, that they could have taken that energy and go right into a, a, an actual championship run. But Jamal got injured that MPJ got injured last year. So they have a lot of injuries. So I just think it's a beautiful story of if we guess injuries happen, but you have to take advantage of opportunities, right? And I think they've had that connection from time, from the bubble year, but people really didn't believe in it, believe in them, right? Fahim, nope. they beat a healthy Clippers. The Clippers haven't been healthy since 2020. They beat Kawhi, Paul George with hitting shots um, off the back, on top of the backboard. Remember when... um. Dame Lillard and um, Tim McCollum were like, whoa, what kind of shot was that? Like, they literally got Doc Rivers fired. Because remember, they were up 3 1, and they mm -hmm. came back and beat them. And we were like, what? Who is this team? They lost, of course, to the Lakers, who were the champions. 
But I don't know. I, I think I think what they have is special. The question is now, Fahim, teams know what they got to do. If you want to beat these guys, you need a center. DeAndre Ayton wasn't enough. Uh, AD was enough, but didn't have enough scoring. Not good shoot. Like, teams can understand, okay, to beat them is what we need. So I'm curious, Fahim, in the offseason, of course, we can set later on. I'm curious to see what these teams do in response. Because they did call um, Mike Malone. Uh, Lakers daddy. I don't know if you saw that in, in the parade for him. I didn't see that, yeah. <laughs> and and LeBron responded, um, talking about lame, something about lame stuff. Like, anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I didn't. That, that would, that comment was kind of weird because they played the Lakers in the Western Conference, but it was not like they played the Lakers in the finals, you know? Uh, so it's just, it was weird, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, I love it because the Lakers, listen, Fahim, we're in Toronto, Fahim, and we've been called Lebronto for how many years, Fahim? We've been tormented by y'all Americans about Lebronto. Mm-hmm. So guess what? If because LeBron swept us, LeBron owns us, the Denver swept the Lakers. So that uh, that is their daddy um, until <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Right. Listen, Fahim, karma comes, karma works in mysterious ways, Fahim. <laughs> so wow. I'm just saying, like the same way how they call Toronto Lebronto, hey, I, I, I have no issue with them call with them calling uh, themselves Lakers daddy. I have no issue. I really don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm petty, y'all. I'm petty. <laughs> I didn't trust the Nuggets. So I'm actually, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't trust the supporting cast, like the immediate. I Like uh, Jamal Murray, he didn't know in the bubble. Um, during the regular season, let's be honest, he had you know an okay regular season, but he turned it on in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, playoff Jamal, Mike, yeah, Michael <laughs> Porter Jr. didn't really, mm-hmm. you know, injuries. It just there's a lot of there's a ton of question marks with this team, and yeah. I just I did not think they get it done. So I got to mm-hmm. tip my hat. Enough respect to to Denver. Uh, they're the champs, and it's good to see uh, you know some parity also. You know, yes. have have different team in the mix. Um, and think about it. They have like they have a solid core that they can actually build off of now. So Absolutely. you know, I actually had a thought. Um, Golden State Warriors before Steph came, like uh, Steph and Clay. Before Steph and Clay, uh, Golden State was never a destination for players to go ever. Mm-hmm. Even when they had like run TMC with uh, Mullen. Mitch Richmond and Tim Hardaway. And after that, when they had uh, um, uh, Baron Davis, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like they've never been, they're just a team. They were never a destination for people to go. Um, I kind of feel what, what Denver has now, as long as, because Jokic does not seem like he's going anywhere. Jamal Murray, he seemed like he'd be happy. If they can keep this core together, Denver might be a destination for players Listen. to go. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to play with a pass first center that mm. has the one of the best IQs I've ever seen in a very long time? I think him and LeBron are like, you know, just really like just wise players, knows when to pass. Well, LeBron in the fourth quarter wasn't as wise this playoffs, but you know, we'll leave it there. But overall, like just really like they're pa- like they can do more, but they pass. Like LeBron does that, Jokic does that. And you know, that's something I would love Giannis to improve on, his passing game. Because, you know, sometimes he gets tied up a little bit. Pascal, we saw Pascal work on that on that skill set as well. But I think passing is so underrated. And we saw that Jamal Murray and Jokic averaged both 10 assists. And their team won. Because they didn't care 
who got the buckets. Like, yeah. if you're hot, Chris, Christian Braun and Aaron Gordon was feeding off that. Bruce Brown, like, just pa- like who was the best chance to be successful? And Fahim, they weren't winning because of threes. Threes helped them. I think they only shot threes once, like one game um, of threes. That was great. Other than that, it was mostly in the paint. Like, this is, Fahim, this is like old school basketball. So, to your point, if they can keep this up, why wouldn't you want to play with the Jamal Murray and Yoke? They seem mad cool. Like, no ego. That team has no egos for him. Like, none. They're really connected. There's a clip of Ish, Ish uh, talking to Aaron Gordon about his position on the court, where to move. And, like, you can tell they really are – the veterans are veteraning. Veteraning <laughs> is that a word? And the guys that are younger or even less than years are, are engaging and listening. Like, <laughs> that's a very good nurturing environment. And so, yeah, like, yeah. that's what you're right. That can be destination. If they keep winning like this, why wouldn't you want to play with that team? Right. And uh, Denver would be considered, I'd say, a small market. Yes. Um, much like Milwaukee is a small market. And yeah. I never really had, as much as playing with Giannis would be amazing. Uh, you know, they have Middleton, they have Holiday, so they have a good core. You can make the same argument for Milwaukee, but I just never seen... Um, even when Milwaukee was winning, I never thought, oh, wow, like players will actually want to go to Milwaukee to play with Giannis. Um, not saying that they wouldn't, but mm-hmm. I think that of the two, if we're talking small markets, I think Denver would be a more attractive place to go um, to play with Jokic and Murray and what they already have, that whole core. Yeah. Maybe opposed no, I to, agree. to Milwaukee. It's, it's tough because I think Milwaukee would just riddle with so much injuries. Like Middleton couldn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday's been injured the last two years. Like it did, they, and yeah. they have some guys on their bench that gotta go. They just gotta go for him. So that yeah. that team that, that team construction, I think they were riding off the Giannis wave, but they gotta they they like there there's some free agents that they missed up on. They picked up Serge Ibaka for what? Let me some Serge, but he ain't that guy. Like just they have a lot of old like veterans and guys that aren't mobile or athletic on that bench. Like the talent on that bench isn't great, but they they have shooters. But those shooters weren't really making shots in the playoffs, right? Which mm-hmm. really hurt them. So that's why I'm just like, yeah, like I think I also think it was a coaching thing. Like you know, all respect to Budenholzer, no no issue with him. I just don't think people. I don't think people are like yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like I think Mike Malone is a more attractive coach. Like the way he carries himself, the way he speaks. I like he has a very nurturing, like, yo, I got my players back. If you come here, I got you. Uh, I'm not saying Budenholzer wasn't like that. I'm just saying, like, he kind of is very, he's very verbal. You know what I mean? So I just think they have a, a culture. Remember, a nine year culture together, that core has been together. So to your point, um, but we'll see though. I mean, Mal High, Denver has a home court advantage for him. They're in the Mal High city. So we're, we're going to see what happens. But I just think that I love the trash talking. The parody in the NBA is fabulous because legit every season, you don't know. <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. know. And having a big name doesn't matter anymore. Just because you have a guy that was a number one or number two doesn't mean that you're going to win a championship either. Like you just, right. the role players got to play. <laughs> and we mm-hmm. saw that because the star mm-hmm. players for him were canceling, were canceling each, other's out, each other out. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned stars and canceling. Ja Morant. <laughs> He's a star who I thought was going to get canceled. Uh, he wow. got 25 games announced mm-hmm. from Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA. Real quick, 25, fair, too harsh, too it's easy. Funny. 
I, so I, I forgot what we said. Remember we spoke about, we predicted the, the penalties. I think you said he would be a bit longer. Oh yeah, I thought it was going to be yeah. way longer. Yeah, but... and, and I thought like, you know, the rest of 2023, you know what I mean? So mm. um, if Price is right, I would have been been called down to the bottom. The Price is right. <laughs> but um, I think it is a bit of both, which is a weird answer, but is it harsh? Yes, but I think it's because of like the repetitive behavior and because of Joe, we like you, but we want to make sure that this hurts even more so that you don't do it again. I think the penalty is just to add is to make other players not fall in the same trap. So he's being used as an example, right? Number two, though, um, the NBPA announced that they're very upset with the with, with the penalty. They think it's too harsh and too stringent. And so they're going to be talking to the NBA league to figure out if they can bring it down so i'm curious to see if we can because i i did say that i think if they if they don't agree with what the penalty is like with Kyrie, they may have a negotiation like with Kyrie's caught with Kyrie's suspension they kind of said okay he's not doing all these training like no he's not doing all that stuff no so we're gonna see if the mbpa and the nba league will come together but i'm shocked for him that they put a penalty for jaw this much and didn't talk to them first like, why wouldn't you say, hey, MVPA, we're thinking this. What's your thoughts? Let's figure this out now so that we can kind of come together. But, you know, that's their job is to fight for their players. I think 25 games is sufficient. Um, I, I, it's not because he broke the law. I think it was only because we want to make this um, as an example of don't do this. Kind of like when they suspended Draymond uh, that one game in the playoffs because they said it's Draymond. <laughs> we want him to learn. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's like. Yes, he didn't break the law. Yes, we understand it was it's a culture thing. Like, but he was told by the commissioner, ah, 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 ah. like, did he? You know what I'm saying? He was told that face to face, face to face. They spoke. So this is not now. Like, you know what? I told you, Josh. If we do this again, what will what will happen? So people who are like, no, Josh. I'm like, guys. I think Adam probably said, bro, don't do it again, or else. And he did it again. So I just think this is more of a. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to follow through with what I told you before if it happens again. So I think it's fair. Um, you can't give the man 80. Can't give him 50. He didn't break the law, but he I mean, the first was what, what, what eight. He had eight the first time. Twenty five is double plus nine. Mm. I mean, I'm not I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Josh's statement was very remorseful. He understands. And even he said like people said, oh, Judd doesn't want to be a role, a role model. Well, guess what? He does want to be one because he said it today that he wants to be a good role model. So that argument of John doesn't want to be a role model. Well, he does want to be one. So that's why he said it. So we can now squash that argument. And so, yeah, like I just think, you know, 25 is fair. I think missing the rest of the season of, of 2023 gives him a full year, a full half a year to now like figure out mentally and, you know, get his ducks in a row. So what what about you, Fahim? What was your thoughts on the suspension? You thought it was too harsh, too lenient? Um, I think it's too lenient for a second offense um, in the same year, mm -hmm. like same season. I thought it was a little bit too lenient. Like, I mean, hey, uh, I'm not hating yeah. on, on like, you know, whether it was five games or 20 games or whatever the number is. Uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, John Morant and his people are probably happy with the 25 games. If you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan, you're happy with the 25 games and I'm happy for you. Um, yeah. I just thought that it would be a lot more just because uh, Gilbert Arenas 
Do you know how much his uh, gun he had? Yeah, well, was? well, he broke. He pre actually broke the law because he brought the guns on NBA property. So in okay. the actual NBA right, player right. association handbook, that's actually like written out. But right. you can't and do I, it. I think that's the difference. But and, and that's why, just, yeah, breaking yeah. the law versus you know looking bad, for, you know, for our brand are two different things. That's why right. the Gilbert Arenas one is just it's two different things. But to your yeah. point. I think it was 50 plus games for Gilbert. Yeah, it was 50 games. Yeah, 50 games. But Mount right? Bridges, so- who was charged, was 30 games. And remember, mm-hmm. they fired him from the NBA. He was like, let mm-hmm. go. So he was dropped as a player. Mm-hmm. Right. So th- if he got 30, my logic was if he gets 30, Jaw can't get more than that because he actually right, broke right, right. the law. That's why I said mm-hmm. 25. But the MEPA said it's still too harsh because they're saying mm-hmm. for other offenses like this, they've been more lenient. But mm. what they're understanding is that John, as you said, the second time offender. So, right. Mm, yeah. Right. But it's their job, though, to fight for him. So, you know, good luck, right. John. I hope he gets the help that he needs, whatever, whatever is best for him. You know what I mean? So, okay. On, on the way of this, let me ask, do you think John will have that 25 games reduced by the uh, NBA PA? I mean, I think they should negotiate, like, if yeah. I'm the MBPA yeah, and I want my player to get less to, to, to play some more games, I would ask if if, if it could be a fine. I'm assuming right. 25 with no pay, right? I'm assuming. So they're probably going to figure out a way to have him get some money, right? 25 games, but you but no pay for maybe 10, not 25. You know what I'm saying? So you think, I'm thinking you, you, that's what they're trying to like negotiate because okay. they even said that he has to do a, a few training and different things as well of the 25 suspension. Okay. So I think what they announced today, there was more around what else he has to do in this in the suspension. Yeah. So I think right. they're just fighting more of, yeah, this is too much. Uh, so we need him to. So like we need to like reduce some of this stuff. So maybe, um, you know what? You don't have to do this training or we will cover your pay for like 15 games. Not you missing pay for like 25. Right. Right. Um, but I think the 25 game will hold. I think the NBA will say, OK, fine, we'll pay him you know, for, for 15 and he, and, and they'll pay for 10. You know what I'm saying? So I think that will be the negotiation part of just to get the money part. How okay. about you though? Yeah, I think. So once, once again, I thought he'd get more than 25. Um, now knowing that the uh, NBA PA is really involved, they think that's harsh. Um, and like you mentioned before, there's nothing in there that states uh, specifically of anything that of that he's uh that they can pinpoint that that he did break any NBA rules. So yeah, I'm with you. I do think that would it would go from 25. I think it's gonna be reduced. And hopefully he learns from this. Um, you know, it's an, another crack at it, second try. It's okay, he's young, right? Yep. So okay. Agreed. Um well, let's go to For the Culture, Nelly J. For the Culture, we like to highlight individuals for the culture. And today, we get to highlight Fahim. We get to highlight someone that was a lottery pick, and he is actually acting as, as if he is one. So, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. is for the culture this week. But I got to highlight this Fahim. This young talent got drafted in 2018. Right. So pre-pandemic draft, I call it pre-pandemic era. (laughs) But before that, in college, he was a big 10 defensive player of the year. He was a freshman of the year when he first. So for him, his first year in college, Depoy and freshman of the year 
in the, for the Big Ten. Not only that, in his rookie year, first-team rookie, and within five years, he's been an NBA blocks leader for the last two seasons, NBA first team for the last two seasons, Depoy this season, and an NBA All-Star for him this season. So he is a budding young star. And not only is he a star on the court, he's a star off the court. So he wasn't a finalist for the uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, champion. So it's called Woo! Social Justice Champion, which is an NBA award, right? Steph Curry won it. Big up to Steph. But Triple J, Fahim, has been doing so many things for social justice issues, um, supporting a women-led organizations for sports, as well as the communities within Memphis. So I'll break it down for you, Fahim, real quick. So first, he helped teachers, provided teachers uh, to prepare for upcoming school year with resources, right? He also supported them with like actual uh, uh, essentials for their classrooms, right? And we know in some of the schools, right, they don't really get all that they need, right? They get the minimum due to budgeting. So he gave them even more added for the classroom. On top of that, he actually helped supported women empowerment. So he provided tickets to the local women-led organizations during Women History Month and sponsored um, folks to attend the women's basketball team, University of Memphis, for their final home game, covering the cost of tickets, transportation, food, and be beverages for all attendees. Crazy. On top of that, um, he, also he also helped a lot of the uh, communities in the Mid-South so he committed seven thousand five hundred to assist thirteen families, in who are or who had overdue housing and utility bills, and he's working closely with MLGW and MIFA, whose mission is to support the independence of vulnerable seniors and families in crisis through high impact programs. And he also donated fifty thousand through his much required campaign to help support local youth serving nonprofits such as LITE Memphis. Man Up Teacher Fellowship and Aero Creative. So he has a commitment for him, not only to the civic engagement, uh, which he did have every election matter, every voice matters, and every voter matters, which is a reform to kind of ensure voters vote. He's doing it in a social justice wise, economically, women, like he's doing it all for him. So I really Woo! want to take the time to just big him up, Triple J, because he's someone for him. I, I had no clue. He was so invested in Memphis, in that community, in helping teachers, families, senior citizens, and youth, local youth, helping them through nonprofits. So I just want to give him a special shout out. So, Fakeem, what's your thoughts on Triple J and what he's doing in Memphis, man? Wow. I had no idea. You know, right? Um, <laughs> well, first of all, um, what's happening in Memphis now? The star, John Morant. Uh, he's the flip side, you know, something that I think instead of, the, you know, John Morant's obviously gave me a story. I get it. Uh, if you're Memphis, you might want to lean on uh, Triple J and what he's got going on uh, to kind of balance out uh, some of the, the negativity that's out there. Because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I had no idea. As you're going through the list, I was like, wow. Like, And he did this all. Um, this past season. Past season. Wow. During the season, um, yeah. You know, it's amazing. And he won the award also, right? So No, he didn't win the award. Steph Curry won the award. Steph Curry won. No, uh, defensive award. player. Defensive player of the year. Oh, yes. He, he did win Depoy, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I was just saying, so he, he got 
Oh yeah, so I get what you're saying. It's for the community service stuff one, but mm-hmm. actually, okay. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he won his award, uh, defensive play of the year. His like his like coming out uh, was this year, great year for him, and now off the court also. So I mean, um, yeah, that's, that's great. I just really think going forward because we are going to hear a lot about John Morant. Uh, if you're Memphis, uh, Memphis Grizzlies social media, everything, you got to promote this. This has to be promoted. Yeah. What I like about what he's doing, he's kind of covering like a lot of essential that I think people forget, right? Teachers go through so much. And if you talk to any teacher, they always say some of these kids don't have enough essentials for them to even prepare or have in the school. But some teachers don't even have the resources for him as well or essentials for their own classroom. So I love that he's really tackling that. Cause, you know, my mom's a teacher. She retired now, but teachers always get overlooked for all the work they do on in the classroom and out of the classroom. So I really like that he kind of helped teachers in, in those local uh, programs, helping them really be able to deliver a great classroom for those kids, right? Because that's important, especially the fact that he paid the cost for all attendees for, for the U of Memphis basketball final home game. What? I was like, that is above and beyond, right? Above and beyond. Um, so I just think to your point, we always focus on the negative or the negative news. Because even with, you know, with Jaw, like what he did, it wasn't negative. It, it was just a bad look for the NBA. I won't I won't say like John Moran's a bad person. It just it's been a negative spin-off of, of what he did. And of course, the NBA has every right to say, hey, what what you did, John Morant, doesn't make us look the best, right? Because you're, you're someone that you want to build a brand around. But I just think that Triple J is someone that I feel like I don't think he really gets that much like media attention. Like, you know what I mean? Even when he won Depoy, yeah, it's like I don't really think he gets that much attention like other Depoys in the past. Like Marcus Smart won. Um, and I think maybe because he's in, he's in Boston market versus Memphis. But I'm really happy for this kid, man. Like he's coming out this year. Also this year, Depoy, all NBA defensive first team. Like he's really working hard. And even in the playoffs, he played quite well, you know? So um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does um, with this team. And I think they really miss Steven Adams in the playoffs, but what he's doing for helping with voters reform, helping folks to know when to vote, but through his campaign, helping uh, youth led organizations, donating to those groups and helping the seniors and families like, it's really great to see that there's players out there dedicating as much focus on the court to where they're playing, right? To kind of give back to the folks that are supporting them and helping them get that big check. So, yeah, I, I agree for him. Um, I think it's really, really, really uh, dope what he's doing. Um, question for you, Fahim. Um, do you know who he played with in high school? I didn't even know this. Jared Jackson Jr. in high school. Who do you? Yeah, play with? I just read this. I'm like, what? I know it was that. Yeah, um, give me a team. In high school, so he played with this guy in high school. Uh, what teams did he play in the league? Oh, he played for the Warriors. Warriors high school. Uh, Jordan Poole. Yeah. Oh gosh, how do you know this, man? Damn. <laughs> Yo, I just saw that. I was like, what? They Lucky played guess. together. So he transferred to um. A school in Indiana is La Lumiere School. 
and uh where he that's where he met jordan Poole and started for their varsity squad so okay wow that's so weird i'm like cool <laughs> yeah, i know they had, I had no a connection idea. there i was like oh that's that's random mm. <laughs> but you guess correct you're like jordan Poole. yeah so <laughs> now nah, man big up to him um yeah. you know big up to what he's done in his young career man's only 23 for him 23 mm. what are you deep boy? um mm. this is fast as how Giannis got it too i think Giannis got his awards from 25 and up so yeah, I'm curious to see where Jaron Jackson ends up or if he stays in Memphis. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they got to keep that kid, man. Like, I know he gets hurt sometimes, but what they got in Memphis is, is pretty dope. So mm-hmm. big up to him. Good job, Triple J. Good job. Good job. All right, Nelly J, let's close this out with That's Absurd. That's Absurd. Thank you. Bro, what was absurd this week? What was absurd? Carl Anthony Towns, cat. He was on a podcast where uh, this is a direct quote. He says, when my time is up and I retire, there will be people that say I changed the game. End quote. Absurd. Absurd. <laughs> okay. Yo, when I saw this quote, okay, come across my timeline on a, wow. tu- I think it was a Tuesday. I think what was crazy, it happened after the championship, I think, when I first saw this, right? Tuesday, Wednesday. And I said, Fahim, I did like, you know, that, that, that meme, like the, I did the, cause I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe I missed something, cat. Maybe I missed something. Um, You changed the game. How? Like, I just think it's so like, again, you know, again, love yourself, right? Got to love yourself. Love you like you love Kanye. Love, you know what I'm saying? Like love yourself. But it's like, how did you change the game? Nothing you do. Like, what are we talking about for him? This, this man plays what? So he changed the game. He, he changed the game by, by playing like a guard at his height. I said that before. He changed the game because he wants to sit around the three point line seen that before and be like what 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 has he changed for him what has he changed yeah uh so i was actually thinking possibly it could be he was a center that won a three-point contest because i know big men have won it but i think he might be the first center as i scroll through i'm just going through the list here i think so that would center though the man played forward the power forward (laughs) this guy's not a center for him that guy plays like a power forward or three that man ain't no center you know what i'm saying like you don't play no center at all he, yeah. he barely wants to be in the paint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the like the, yeah. jump shots over guards. What are we talking about? You know what hey, I'm saying? I'm, I'm just trying to see this in the most positive light here. But it, <laughs> is, yeah, it's just is that a game changing. That's an all star. Oh, first of all, Fahim, a lot of us don't even freaking rank, don't, don't even rate the NBA all star weekend, number one. So him winning that, okay, it's cute. Congrats. But that's, that's not a game, that's a shooting competition. So I want to know what has he done in the game of basketball that says it's a game changer. He's still unproven in the playoffs. Like he hasn't done what anything in the playoffs. He's play in, but playing is not playoffs. Yeah, I mean, absurd. Um, but you know what? He's he is young. Time is on his side. So I guess maybe that's his way of saying he's got something cooking up for the late, latter part of his career. You think he met? Something cooking up for saying he changed the game for him. Cooking up, really? <laughs> yo, yo, guys, for him is too nice. Listen, listen, call Anthony Towns, okay? You have not changed a damn thing in the game of basketball. It's been around for over 75 years. What you have done and shown me 
is that you are a big man. You average career-wise 23 points as a center or power, whatever you are, a power forward, a been done before. Nothing you've done for me is making me say, oh my gosh. Um, first of all, actually, he is averaging career-wise 23 points and 11 rebounds. Again, been done before. So I, I'm trying to find something for him. Now, maybe, is, is he, um, he averages over career 39% from the field? Sorry, sorry from the three point as a percentage could that be what he meant like as a center he shoots a lot he's really good at shooting threes but we've seen big men do that before as well so i just i mean and i think sometimes no offense for him i don't want my big men shooting threes like that like make a shot when you're open but that shouldn't be your first option offensively is to shoot a three-pointer so i'm trying to understand what has he changed he came to the league in 2015 yeah well, absurd. Uh, let's see what he's got. Let's see what he's got this this season coming up. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was, that was wild. That was wild. If anything, uh-huh. I'll be honest. If anything, I think he he's kind of had a disappointing career. If anything, like he, yeah, he's he he has an all star. Does he even have an all? If does he have an all NBA LEJ? Well, um. I think he has one. He does have really? one. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I believe he has. I remember seeing him on one. Yeah, a third team, okay. though. But let me double okay. check a third team. Fahim, not only did he say that um, asinine statement, he also f- made a quote saying, it was more special what we did in Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns comparing Timberwolves playoff run to Nuggets championship win. Yeah. Absurd. Like, his uh, absurd yeah. is like a sandwich now. It's like absurd, absurd, and then and then nonsense in the middle um, <laughs> as its pace. <laughs> but uh, like, my thing is that how and maybe this is like, is it a Pat Bev effect? Like the delusional, like Minnesota is such, so amazing. Fahim, um, again, he's been a three-time All-Star. Great. A two-time All-NBA third team. Third. A rookie of the year. A rookie first team. And an NBA three-point contest winner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe not a disappointment. I can't call him a disappointment. Definitely not that's, disappointment. That's a disappointment. But, but I, I'm just I, saying, I, like a game changer for him would have yeah. a better resume at this point. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, okay. it, it's not terrible. But again, like I just think that, like, um, to, to talk about Triple J, who's now kind of within what five years, he's a depoy. He's been the best at something an entire season. Right. Um, I, I think Kat, to your point, has been disappointing, especially in a postseason. His numbers actually in the playoffs for him drops. So he averages 23 and um, 11 in the regular season. Right. And the postseason, he averages 18 and 11 rebounds. OK, so his his points drop. Uh, substantially his three-point percentage also drops to 33 percent in the postseason whereas 39 percent in the regular season so i mean to say you're a game for him i changed the game of basketball i'm not saying he's not a good player but the statement of i changed the game of basketball that is so mad that, that's asinine asinine and absurd yeah. like asinine times absurd equals Carthony towns saying he changed the game of basketball. <laughs> it's, it's insanity. So anyway, Carl Anthony Downs, message for you, sir. When you win, can you win a first round in the playoffs before we get to that point? 
can we get past the first round, Carl? Carl, not even cat. Carl, Anthony, can we get <laughs> past the first round first, sir, before we proclaim changes of a game of 100 years old? Basketball's around for a long time for him. Let's get past the first round before we get there, okay? Okay. Me, you know what? You know what Carl, actually, you know Carl, what's up? Listen, that. How about you try to average over 20 points in a back to back postseason? Uh, postseason. How about that? You average 15, 21.8, and 18.2. Average 20, maybe two playoffs runs in a row and get past the first round. And maybe you can tip off, you know, a conversation. But what? Nah, Fahim, this is crazy. Crazy. And I'm not even sure who he said this to. But it could like if Fahim, honestly, if I was sitting there listening to Conte Towns, I'd be like, bruh, like you changed. I think what? Pat, Pat Bev was on the conversation. Oh well, Pat Bev. And Fahim, I said Pat Bev. I said, you did. Be that, that's why I thought it was funny <laughs> that you, you <laughs> mentioned that. Be Pat Bev. Because he's the one that like, but again, I'm not knocking the confidence, right? I'm not yeah. the confidence. I just think as a third party, Carl Anthony Towns, absurd. Yeah. That's all. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, on that note, Nelly J, let's put this episode in the books. That was the Good Rookie Show. So, y'all, as you know, this is a time where we do shout-outs. And Fahim, my shout-out is quite simple. Canada's soccer team, the men's, are going to be playing Team USA on Sunday. It should be an amazing game. Fahim, do you know what that, what, what that, what, what that acronym means? Uh, CONCACAF? C-O-N-C-A-C-A-F. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. Uh... I don't know the I just know it as CONCACAF, but uh, I can get that yes, for you. Yes, CONCACAF. So there they're playing in that finals. Uh, so they reached the CONCACAF National League final. And okay, so here this we go. Is big. Alfonso Davis, of course, is playing. He's back. And it's the first time, uh, Fahim, that the Canadian men's team have made it there in 23 years. Nice. So they're playing defending champs, USA, Team USA. So again, Team USA versus Team Canada. I cannot wait. Sunday at 8.30. Um, by the time this comes out, the the um, I guess whoever win will win. I just want to make them up for making this far because it's historic as a Canadian um, team for the men's side to make it this far. So big up to the guys doing a great job. Big up to Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David, who made those goals uh, in their last win. So yeah, I'm excited for him. Okay. Shout out. Uh, it stands for... Uh, the Confederation of North, Central America, and Caribbean Association Football. Wow. It seemed like Evan wanted to get a name in there. Like, we couldn't just say uh, the Americas? <laughs> like, Americas <laughs> Association Final? No, no, no. We got to say Caribbean, North, South. Well, what? Okay, you know what? That's all politics, man. I can't get involved. That's a long name. Okay, thanks, Raheem, for doing the homework. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right. So that would be a good trivia question. Like, what does CONCACAF mean? Like, what? I don't know anyone oh, who'd man. know that. Wow. <laughs> All right, Nelly J. My my shout is quick. Uh, you know, shout out to Denver Nuggets. Shout out especially to Jamal Murray, uh, Kitchener's finest. And um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see now that Jamal Murray. So last year it was Andrew Wiggins. He won a mm-hmm. championship with the Warriors. Uh, this year is Jamal Murray. Um, I just want to see now that we have NBA champions, uh, if we can get these players to actually play and represent their country. Yeah, I agreed. You know, that'll be great. That'll be great. 
it's funny because um, someone said that we may have one of the best backcourts in the world because we have SGA and Jamal Murray. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's dope. Right. Pick up the diversified youth too. He's been a big advocate of Jamal Murray. Yeah. Um, you know, Kitchener, pick up the Kitchener, the rest of our youth. But yeah, Fahim, I'm actually curious now to see about that. Cause you know, when we qualified, Jamal wasn't play. RJ Barrett played, but Jamal and SJ weren't, I don't think they're playing in those games. I think SJ was still hurt. Yeah, SJ was injured. Jamal was injured. So remember the Olympic run? He didn't make it because those guys weren't playing. But when they come back though, watch yourself. Team Canada mm -hmm. come true the place. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it's gonna be dope. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. I think they said that Jamal Murray is the ninth Canadian to win a championship. Wow. Nice. Okay, for him trivia for you, because I know like you know everything. Oh, Which no. what, what was the Canadian that played with Michael Jordan that won some rings? Oh, Bill Wellington? Yes. So for him, I was crazy. I just found out that he was Canadian, like legit like a few months ago. Oh. I thought he was an American, like, you know, from Midwest somewhere. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Well, I said, no, yeah, yeah. I was like, he's Canadian because I, <laughs> I, I, I was looking up all the Canadian champions, and I'm like, what? All this yeah. time, bro? I thought I thought the man from the you know from the Midwest, like Montana, somewhere South Dakota, <laughs> North Dakota. You know what I mean? I think he was from Canada. Anyway, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to tease you, trick you, but I guess you know your stuff. You know your stuff. <laughs> 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 All right, Nelly J, let's put this episode in the books. Y'all, that was a good rookie show. If you had a good time and you enjoyed yourself, please like and subscribe. And talk about the friends, Fahim. Well, you know what it is. We're on all platforms if you're looking for us. That's a good rookie show. And we out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>